Why the You're fuck good. do you have a Nigerian flag? <laughs> Where is so, <laughs> so basically, we had Caribbean Night Friday, and every time somebody would be like, throw your flag up, throw your flag up. Everybody had flags. Obviously, I had my little, I don't know where I put it, but I had my little bohemian flag. But um, there was like one time I was walking through the club, and somebody just handed me a flag. And I couldn't really see it first. I thought it was a Jamaican flag until I got like 30 minutes into the party with it. And somebody was like, yo, where'd you get that Nigerian flag from? I was like, I looked down and I was like, oh, like, I, I claimed Amazon and it wasn't Amazon. Somebody gave it to me. But, you know, always repping. They was that's so nice. real, real black on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because every time I go to one of those events and everybody got the flags, I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm bringing an American flag. There's no way. So it's like <laughs> you, you got to rep, you got to, <laughs> you got to rep somebody else's set. For the night. No, nah, literally. It was funny, though. It felt like the club in Jamaica out there. Honestly, it was super packed. Smoke was all in the air. Everybody was throwing their flags up. Like Good music the whole time, too. But I definitely had a time. What time did they close? Uh, I think they closed at, like, 3. 3, I want to say. What but song? What song? Did you, did you Shazam anything? Was there a song that you were like, yo, what is this? I was I was so locked into just being there that I wasn't even shazamming anything. But I was hearing a lot of vibes cartel. I, and I just feel like that guy's bag wasn't that deep, honestly, because he played yeah. a couple of songs like three or four times. Like and I was uh, like, uh, like he he didn't even like I he didn't even I not that I was expecting the most Sean Paul. He didn't play like no Sean Paul, bro. <laughs> that yeah, was my Yeah, I, a lot of parties don't really play him, but Shout out DJ Nate, you know what I'm saying? DJ Nate gonna go into his bag. He gonna find somebody from the British Virgin Islands and play that. He never, he don't be doubling songs up like that the whole night. He'll get into some like real eclectic niche bag of like somebody from Antigua or some, something crazy. Uh, shout out Roman Jerk and Jax. But yeah, no, you can't play the same song three or four times. That's actually nuts. Yeah, and I got to hear Taliban's out too for the first time, like actually out. And- I, I can see, I can see it. I can definitely see it. They they played it when I was out there. I do not remember them playing Taliban's in the. They, oh wait, yeah, they did. They, they, <laughs> they played Taliban's and then they played the Water Record, which oh, I want to yeah. talk about today. But um, yeah, that's good. That that's good that you got out. You know what I'm saying? Good, nice little party. I was thinking about going to Rum and Jerk later. They got a day party. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. We'll see though. I'm not sure. What else you got planned for today? Uh, I just, I got more editing to do for this and auntie, I got a little video I want to make still. Um, I've been working on this video about Atlanta hip hop that I really want to finish, but that, and then probably go bowling later. I know somebody was trying to go bowling with me, so I might go with that, but not much to do. That's smooth. That's smooth. I've been, uh, I've been debating what type of video I want to do next week because the YouTube videos are actually doing. In comparison, they're doing a lot better. We'll say that. So the uh, the hip hop video that I put up two weeks ago, that's the most viewed video on on the YouTube right now, outside of like the uh, the the shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Uncle Waffles video I put out two days ago is like when you do the one to ten on YouTube, it tells you like the top ten of the last ten ten you posted. It's the most viewed video of that. So this pop, this probably will end up being the most watched video. So each video I'm making has gotten better 
and the content that I'm putting out weekly definitely helps. So if you're interested in Uncle Waffles or live music, you know, just go over to the other videos, probably over here in the suggested, you know what I'm saying? Just check over there. But um, yeah, bro, I've, I've been making a lot of videos and a lot of content. That's really what I've been doing all weekend. And that's probably what I'm going to be doing all week, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I have like, like, I'd say like Monday to Wednesday, I'll be locked into school. I'll be having a hell of homework to do. And then that Thursday to Sunday, I really spend chopping up the stuff that I want to do, like stuff that I'm really more so interested in, like working on the brand, working on um, videos for this. So I definitely have been doing that this weekend, too. I've written um, probably three or four. I think we'll have some more good content coming out soon for sure. This is episode 25 of the Rhythm and Rhymes podcast. I'm your host, AJ Hughes, and I'm here with my co-host, Antonio Hughes, 25. You know what I'm saying? Time is flying. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I feel good. I mean, it kind of just, I see how like people say you kind of forget what episode it is because you just forget how long you've been doing it for real. But also it just feels good. We're like a fourth of a way to 100. So, I mean, if you think about it right. like that, that's crazy too. But Yeah, I don't even... Sometimes I just, it it has become, and this is where I feel like, this is where you take steps, but I feel like it has become routine. It's yeah. routine now. It's like, you just know Sunday, yo, we filming. And then you just like, you just know all the, it's like before I feel like you have to take mental note of all the steps you were taking. And it's now it's like, okay, log on, set up. Like I know where everything's set up. Before I was doing it today, I was thinking about like doing a new camera angle from somewhere else in my apartment. And I was like, that's something I got to figure out during the week. Today, let's just just like get it done right. normally how I get it done. And so I think that's cool, though, the fact that it is now routine. So now it's just about getting better. It's not really how to do it anymore. It's just getting better at doing it, which is dope. Right. It's just that consistency, bro. Like Once you get kind of used to doing it, it's like riding a bike. You don't really forget how to – once you get that real comfort of what you're doing. But I will say the – um updating the like making sure we're improving every week has been a thing like me it's been like something with the mic usually like trying to make sure i'm speaking all the way in the mic but i definitely think we've gotten better from the first one like if you go watch the first pod versus this one i think that was garbage. <laughs> super garbage <laughs> the person was so bad the person was so bad but nah i definitely feel you on that I want to I want to sort of get into this a little differently today. I think um mm -hmm. first I want to know what you're listening to period. You don't got to get like super deep pause on like if it's new work or new music that you're listening to. But like what are you actually listening to, new and old, and what's just in rotation? Cuz I feel like I have this constant thing of like what's coming out and what I'm actually listening to repeatedly. So what are you actually like going back to? Um, I feel like that Adekunle Gold album has been like heavy in my rotation. Like, I feel like I hear Do You Mind every single day. Um, yeah. I hear Don't Be a Baby every single day. Like, I feel like he's been one of my favorite artists for the past year and he's been like super like in my rotation. I would say another one is Gunna. Like, I'm a big He Didn't Snitch LV type of guy. And like, his album was actually really quality. Like, I feel like Gunna before he had really good beats and his flows were good but like a lot of stuff he was saying it wasn't always like great content wise i'm a gunna fan i was a gonna fan before that but he um i feel like with this album he really had um taken a lot of time 
to have like good content in his music and focus on like what he was saying. And I even feel kind of like maybe he worked on like his song making, like how songs sound, what makes a good song. It kind of sounds like he put more time into that with this album. And it was just something I really like, really enjoyed. And then I would say um, Earth Gang too, they dropped the project. I was really messing with that project. Like it was a little five song short EP, short pack, but um, definitely something I, I would recommend you guys go check out. Uh, had some good raps on there. And honestly, we're going to talk about it, but like Yachty, bro, Yachty's been in my rotation. Like he's just been going real crazy this year. And I feel like a lot of his old stuff too, it resonates now because it sounds like what now sounds like. like. I feel like he was really experimenting with stuff, like with the sounds you're hearing now back two, three years ago. And I think that's why he, one of the reasons he is doing so good right now, but I would say that I was like what four that's, people. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I do. I do feel like a lot of those people are definitely coming back up in my rotation for sure. Not gonna as much, but still sort of gonna. Like, there's two or three songs in there that I'll go back to every now and then. Um, Adukunle goals album I listened to last week again, fully through, and it was really good. Um, but for me, man, like right now, the only like well there's a couple first is uh burner boy's last album i told them actually really i don't know you know i have this weird i have this weird thing with like being over marketed to and i think it's ironic because i'm in marketing where it's like when i feel like they're pushing it over the top with the marketing i almost want to like not go consume whatever they're pushing to me and so i'm like So I don't know, at first, something about the album was like, I don't know if I'm fucking with this. And then I, after a couple of weeks, there's so many songs on that project that I still listen to probably every day. Like if I'm looking at my on repeat and Spotify, normal, I play that one a lot. City Boys, They Play, and then Giza with Sai Vibes. All of those come back up. Tested, approved, and trusted. Cheat on me. Like they all coming back up. That It's a really good project. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't know where I would rank it in his previous work, but I think it's still like is solid for sure. There's a bunch of singles on there. And then um the Central C Dave a little EP, that one comes back up a lot. Um what was that one called? Split Decisions. Split Decisions. All of those cuz it's only four songs and it's like 16 minutes. I'll usually just throw the whole thing on in the gym. So that one a lot. Um I don't know. Those two mainly, and then a lot of uh, a lot of on my piano. Honestly, I feel like sometimes when I just need like I don't need lyrics, I need just need like beats and grooves. So I listen to a lot of on my piano. Uncle Waffles' last project, um, a project that came out on Friday that I've been listening to all weekend that we're gonna get into later. But yeah, that and then Wizkid's uh, More Love Less Ego. I listen to that one every week at least every week like i try and like give, give other things a chance but that project is so good yeah i, I talked about that i think last week like that's one that keeps coming up for me like i feel like i'll have like that song with skilly bang oh my god bro hearing hearing skilly bang out too bro with a bunch of jamaicans around you yeah. different it was different different but um even the that that song with Skilly Bang that Wizkid has, and then the one with Iris Star too. I feel like those are the two off the album that always come up in my playlist, bro. Like always come up. 
Yeah, that's dope. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'll be interested to see if any of the stuff that came out this weekend will make it into your uh into your rotation. But first, I want to get into these two topics I had at the bottom um, with okay. Live Nation and Rick Ross. Tell me about Live Nation. I skimmed it and I sort of got the gist, but tell me what you read and what you got from this because I think it is interesting. So basically, um, Live Nation is going to start giving out a stipend to artists that perform at their small venues. Um, Live Nation is a monopoly at this point. We all know that they have a bunch of market share when it comes to like the um, event space and just artists being able to perform. And they're also doing a cut of I think how much they're taking out of people's, um, it's either cut or they're getting rid of it. Um, oh yeah, they're dropping merch fees, sorry. They're dropping the fees they have on you selling merch and stuff like that. And I just think this is really interesting because there are a lot of small artists who have to do these smaller venues to blow up. I think this will let a lot of smaller artists stay around longer. Like I feel like some people, you'll get burned out like even in businesses, you get burned out because you just don't have enough on-hand cash to sit there and support you. And I feel like that's one thing with artists. You hear artists are broke. Like artists don't, artists are getting screwed most of the time. They're not getting a lot of the money for what the, like the work they're putting in. And I just feel like this will definitely help a lot of newer artists, um, like keep themselves sustained at first because there's a lot of fees and things that come along with traveling and like getting studio time and stuff like that. And I definitely feel like it's a big help and I feel like it's kind of, it's good from Live Nation. It's good to see somebody at least trying to give back to the artist. I'd say that. I agree. No, I hear you. I think, uh, I think, I think the two topics we had today were sort of related or linked in the same way of like, how much, like how much of a monopoly is someone allowed to have first? Because the way that they they have ticketing and they also have the venues together, it's like you almost have to use a Live Nation venue if you're going to tour. And I right. think um, if you think about what this, who this provides an opportunity to, it's a lot of the smaller artists who, like you said, can't afford to, like they can't afford the big tour budget to make sure that they're like making enough. Because a lot of these uh, artists, I heard they were making like 20, 30% pre-pandemic profit margins and it's like after those shrunk it's like do you really have the the capital to go out there and do a full tour i know little sims she canceled the first part of like she canceled the uh, american part of her tour initially because she couldn't afford to put it on the way she wanted to put it on and so this mm -hmm. does provide an opportunity for people like those like them to get out there and market themselves and I feel like we'll be able to see a lot of our, more of our favorite artists on tour, especially the independent ones. But it just also makes me think like, like one player in any space can't be a good thing. It can't be a good thing. Like I think about uh, what Russell said, he throws his own shows and tours and stuff like that. And the way he does his ticketing system, um, he can't perform at a lot of Live Nation venues because of the way that they do the splits or whatever. And I remember him talking about how some promoters and venues just didn't want to work with them because they're in like, um, I don't even know, they're like exclusivity agreements with Live Nation like to where they can't do anything that's not a Live Nation show, which I think is crazy because it, may, it basically says like, yo, if you want to perform in said venue, you got to get in, you got to get down with death row. That shit is crazy. And 
I don't know. It, it's something interesting to, to watch and keep an eye out for because I'll be seated. I'd be interested to see who leverages it. But it also just makes me think like, what is the solution around that? Because that becomes a problem in itself. Like the fact that they're a monopoly. But. I just feel like it might be, it's not too late for other people to come take market share in the event space. But it's like when Live Nation has been doing it so long and they have so many connections. And like one of the things I heard in school this week that really I've been thinking about all week is that your network is your net worth. And I feel like they've networked across the country with so many different people, so many different events, so many different spaces, so many people in the industry that it's like, it's gonna be really hard to knock them off that like top, top of the top. But something else I yeah. wanted to say is that the um, company like Live Nation, they're also gonna provide bonuses to promoters and they're gonna provide bonuses to tour reps and crew members, which I think is really valuable too. Cause I know those people, they have to spend just as much time like on the road as the artists do, so. Okay. Okay. Promoters noted. Noted. I'm going to put that back <laughs> in the Rolodex. But um, the next topic I wanted to talk about was also interesting. We didn't have uh, Rick Ross and Meek Mill's new single on here. But first, I'll ask you, what did you think of the record? Did you listen to it? Did you like it? Uh, I listened to it actually on the way to church because I had like 20 minutes to go to church today. But um. I heard it and I thought Meek's verse was crazy. Like it sounded like energized Meek. It sounded like I'm finna drop an album Meek. I really liked his verse. Like he had definitely had some quotables in there. And um, I don't know, I didn't get to the Rick Ross part at least. I wanted to get to that part of the song, but that's when I had to go in church. So um, yeah. I was. it sounded good from what I heard though. Yeah, it sounded, it sounded all right. I was just wondering I saw somebody tweet this the other day and I, I almost agreed with it, but it was like, this is 10 years too late. This is 10, I don't think of it, I don't know if it's like, and my thing is I'm gonna take the project and I'm gonna enjoy it, but it almost is. It's like, if they would have done this 10 years ago, this would have been the biggest album of the year, potentially, potentially. But um, yeah, I'm just wondering if I'm gonna even care about the music. But the deal though, Rick Ross, and um, MMG, Maybach Music, they did a deal with Larry Jackson's Gamma. And I don't know if you've seen this name before, but I, keep, I kept seeing Larry Jackson pop up in the news forever, right? He used to be the creative director at Apple. He did um, everything that Drake did with Views with Apple, he did through him. He did a lot of stuff with Taylor Swift. He did a lot of stuff with Travis Scott. Like the, he's done a lot of creative work via Apple for a long time. And he went and started this company and they're managing um, all the death row stuff that you see uh, mm -hmm. Snoop doing. They're doing that in partnership with Gamma. And then Usher is repped by them as well. So all the stuff he's been doing for the last year, two years with the Kiki Palmer stuff and the, the Super Bowl and the residency, all of that stuff has been uh, in partnership with Gamma. So I thought this was interesting to see because I, I just kept seeing their name and I, I saw this pop up like this is going to be this project is going to be created via Gamma as well. And so I went to, I went back to see like what they do because I didn't understand like what the company actually does. And I thought it was interesting because it like any business, if you really think about it, is just the uh, it's just a solution to a set of problems. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you pick a you pick a market or a community or a specific avatar, and that's who you're serving. And so when I looked at their site, 
I'm like, this is a interesting, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Um, stack of problems, right? <laughs> like, um, dang, just give me a second to find it. Okay, here it is. So the three problems they said they were mainly solving content creation, um, content distribution, and the artist-centered enterprise. And I thought a lot of this was interesting from a marketing perspective too, because they're almost taking the most important problems that artists face and that artists have, and they're bringing them in-house, providing a service for it. And I'm interested to see what the like the how the deal would be structured if it was like a label because they have on their site that says they're not a label, like they made that very clear. So it makes me wonder like how would you do a split business wise to where that makes sense? Because at least on the execution side, like when I look back at everything they've done with Usher in the last year and that he's doing the Super Bowl, he's got an album coming out on the Super Bowl day. Like it is seem it it seems really innovative and creative the way they're going about doing this. So I wonder how good the company's gonna be, but it is interesting to see their name keep popping up like this with Rick Ross and stuff. Yeah, I um, there was that one company, I forgot, but they had the way they split with artists. It was like, uh, you're still um, your own single entity, but you signed like a distribution deal. So maybe it's more so like that. Like maybe they're just a big distribution company and maybe they work in like marketing too. Maybe it seems like, I don't know. but hopefully yeah. we'll see more from it, you know? Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up just because, you know, when you see, keep seeing something in the news and you're just like, yo, who is this? Like, what is this? Yeah. And so I just, I think it was interesting that this project is coming out now because it probably, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was partially their idea. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot going on with them too in the last couple of years. So. Anyway, new music. There was a bunch that dropped. Some of it I kind of picked through, and I feel like the stuff I picked through you listen to. So I'm gonna. So I'm gonna uh, pick a project on here, and you just tell me what you thought of it initially. Lil Wayne, Fix Before the Six. Did you listen to this? Oh, I did listen to it. I actually got to listen to it pretty much all the way through. Um, I would say my favorite songs offered were Slip and then the songs featuring, I think the artist's name is Fouché. I don't know if that's how you say it, but um, yeah. I really like that song just because I feel like her voice was really good. Her melodies were really good. And I feel like Wayne had a lot of good verses on here, but personally, I feel like I was kind of iffy about the beats. Like, I feel like the beats he picked for this project weren't the greatest, but honestly, I feel like he was just kind of getting a warm up before the Carter Six because I'd rather have the Carter Six than the fit, but I still think it's crazy, like how Wayne is still like in shape for real. Like it's it's weird. Like it's like he's one of those just alien artists to where it's like he's always he nice. I feel like like I don't know. Do you think? Um, did you like? Did you like the Carter Five? And are you actually excited for the Carter Six, or are you just sort of like like like? Do you, are you really excited for the Carter Six? <laughs> Why you say it like that? But, oh, I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just, are you? I mean, maybe I kind of feel how I felt about the Nas thing, right? Like, I feel like we've got the good Nas songs, we got the good Nas project. So it's like, if I didn't get the Carter Six, I wouldn't be mad. But it's like, since it's coming out, I think it is something I want to hear. I want to hear what he's doing. But you know, uh, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been mad if I didn't get Magic Three. You know, I, I would have been cool 
because we had Magic 1, 2, and we had all the other ones. But, you know, I feel like it's going to okay. be a decent project, too. Okay, no, I agree. I liked 5, though. 5 was good. I was just I was just fucking with you. But uh, Cleo Soul, Golden. <laughs> Yo, what did... Okay, you go first. What did you think of this? Honestly, I don't know what everybody be expecting. Like, I feel like she's a Neo Soul R&B slow music artist. So that's the vibe you're going to get. But I feel like... And I feel like we're getting into the fall time, so we're kind of getting into that type of music. I feel like it sounded good. <laughs> it kind of it's kind of sounded similar to the last one. Like I feel like she kind of could have mixed these, and you wouldn't have been able to tell. But I don't right. know. I don't have a uh, commentary yeah, on. Yeah. Like, like, I think Cleo Soul is. Um, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Cleo Soul is the perfect example of just like good quality. You're like you know what you're gonna get. Um, Somebody was talking about on Twitter how they wanted to like they were independent artists and they're like I just want to make music I don't want to make content and I'd put underneath I'm like if you're good enough you can do that you know what I'm saying it would behoove you to not do it but if you're good enough you can just pop out every two years and post a picture of your face with thirty second clip and people will share it that's what Cleo Soul does but my thing is like artists like artists aren't putting out that type of music you know what I'm saying like we want this is what we want from Cleo Soul but that's very interesting that she doesn't have to market herself. You know what I mean? That's that's a weird, like enigma, like a weird thing. Cause she's not, she's not old. Like she's new, fairly new, like the last four or five years. So to be in this space and do it that way, I don't know anybody else that does it. But I will say, I tried listening to this project and I didn't get three songs in. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, you know, like you listen to. Uh, you know when you're in a good mood and you're trying to like sad music just don't work, bro. Yeah. Like low music just and so like I'm in a good mood this morning and yesterday. I was in a great mood yesterday. And so like I'm playing the songs and I'm like, okay, this is slow. I need a little vibe. I need a little bop. And the next one I'm like, okay, it's coming. And I just, I went like I skipped a couple of them. And by the last one, I was just like, God damn. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I was like, why am I so sad, bro? Like I can't do it. So I turned it off. And I, I'm gonna tell you what I turned on though. It was this, uh, it was a I'm a piano project by DJ Matt Farissa. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but DJ Matt Farissa and T Man Express. Um, DJ Matt Farissa is a I'm a piano DJ in the space who is very prominent. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a couple DJs who just everybody knows and who's on everybody's project. He's done collaborations with LoJ, Stoneboy. He had production on, um, I think, One Dance with Drake, um, which I can tell you right now. But his songs are just such a vibe. And I love all of uh, all his beats and stuff like that. And so he put out a little EP. Um, it wasn't it wasn't One Dance. It was another one. It might have been Controller. But he had one with Drake. I don't know. I'll find it and I'll bring it back at some point. But it's called uh, Chukela. Don't know what that means, but I'm going to be pushing on my piano for the next three or four months. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm not trying to hear these mid projects people are driving, I'm going to be listening to on my piano. So definitely give that a listen. I will, I'm not dissing the gold album by Cleo. So I will get it. I will get to it. You know what I'm saying? I will be sad soon. So I'll listen to it. But, um, okay. Georgia Smith. Falling or flying? Did you listen to it? Uh, I did listen to it. I feel like 
hearing Georgia Smith is always refreshing. Like, I feel like every time she's popped up, it's been quality music, in my opinion. Um, I feel like I kind of had the opposite thing of Wayne. Like, the music on this sounded really good. Like, I was really messing with that. But it's definitely something I want to listen to more just because it's a, it's a little bit of a longer project. But um, it was definitely, it sounded good from what I was hearing so far. I feel like she's always a refreshing one. I agree. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a different... Um, what I will say, I got a little bit of the same vibe from Cleo Soul as this one, you know what I'm saying? A little bit more negative connotation, but I can appreciate when an artist takes you through a journey of a project, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of different vibes on here that I didn't know she had, like, she was able to do, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of rock, alternative stuff on here. You had Little Things, Little Things is one of my favorite songs of the year by Georgia Smith. I really like that one. And um, I thought it was funny hearing Jay Huss croon with Georgia Smith. I, right. the first time I listened to it all the way through, I laughed. And the second time I turned it off. But I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny that they both thought it was good. So um, I enjoyed the project and I will listen to it more. What did you think of Jay Huss's crooning though? I actually kind of hate it. I'm not going to lie. I just, it wasn't what I wanted to hear from Jay Huss. I thought it was going to be, oh, she doing a hard R&B chorus and then he coming in really spitting. No, <laughs> no. So man. did I, at the end, at the end, he got in his bag a little bit, but I, I like their collaboration on his project more than hers. Really? You know what I'm saying? He, yeah, she was on, she was on uh, Beautiful and Brutal Yard and I yeah. like that collaboration. So I don't know. I don't know if this is like, Jay Huss is known for like picking a collaborator and continuously working with them, right? Like he's worked with Burnable, I think six times now. And so I'd be interested to see if they have more songs in the tuck. But Georgia Smith, love the project. Little Things is one of my favorite songs of the year, like I said. Um, I want to get into YG and Tyga and then I want to get into the recipe. But YG and Tyga, they put the project out already? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was coming out this week either. Like, I thought it was just they were dropping a single or something like that. But the reason I wanted to talk about this was just I really liked how they use, like, remixes and redoing songs because usually I hate when artists do that now. Like, I feel like that's the 2021, the 2023 thing is I'm going to take this song and I'm going to try to flip it. And it doesn't always work, but I feel like the way they did it with the Blast song sounded really good. Um, I think it was song did they remix it was um, it was that tupac song it's every other city we go every other video that song i can't remember the name of it right now but it was that one and i think the reason i liked it was because they really didn't flip it that much like they almost used the same exact beat they might have just pitched it a little bit differently so i really liked that and then Busta rhyme he had a verse on here um and he was going crazy on that like i feel like I'm always with the OGs coming back doing something nuts and Buster Rhymes had a really good verse on there, but another project that was a little longer that I'm have to listen. I always say blast is like hot sauce. Put them in on it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to listen to this for sure, bro. Like, I don't know what it is, but hey, yo, we need to put respect on Tiger's name, bro. We need to put respect on his name. You know what I'm saying? Cause even the fact of his like, there is relevancy here, and it's been at least 10 years. You know what I'm saying? He might not still be Rack City Tyga, but I feel like I get a song that comes into my peripheral or into my playlist 
every couple of years. You know what I'm saying? So this is definitely something I'm going to check out. And YG, um, I feel like YG is also one of those artists. You know what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? And so this would be an interesting collaboration. It just makes sense, though. I like the the one record they put out prior to this with, uh, it was Wayne, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that Brand one, new. Like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, The Recipe, Lil Yachty, J. Cole, The Alleged NBA Youngboy diss, The Alleged, I, I, be, I have to go do more research, but The Alleged response to the diss, which I just thought it was funny. I just thought the rap was funny if you heard it, but what did you think of this project? Not, not the project, the single, because it's technically an EP, but it's the one song. What did you think of the song? Um, you know, I've been a big Kendrick is better than J. Cole guy forever. Um, I just always thought Kendrick was a better rapper, but it's like the past couple of years, every time you hear J. Cole pop up, it's like he's got the good verse for you. And it's honestly been like, no matter what the vibe of the song is, because I remember even when he was on London with Bia, I was like, this, this is different. I don't know if he's going to be able to get off on this. And then he completely got off on that. So I was sitting there like, uh, but this one, it was, verse was crazy. I feel like um, the beat they picked was really good too, because it was simple and it didn't take away from their verses. Uh, I feel like Yachty, I had to listen to it twice just for Yachty's verse, just because the way he was like, his voice in that was just like, wasn't hitting my ear right. Like it just wasn't hitting my ear right yeah, at first. Thank you. Thank Bro, you. No, you're not alone with that. I, I be sitting there. That's one thing I always look for is how your voice hits my ear when you come on the track pause. But I, it wasn't, it didn't sound right to me. It just didn't. And, but all in all, I think J. Cole is like, he's up there with Wayne feature verses. Like I, yeah. I can definitely, he's definitely up there. I got a couple things I have to say about that. One, I the first time I started listening to it, bro, I had headphones on. <laughs> I had headphones on, and I just kept hearing his voice. And I was like, "Bro, does this sound weird, or is it just me?" You know what I'm saying? I was like, "I was like, whatever." And so I I turned it down. I just turned the headphones down, and I listened to it. And I eventually skipped through his verse. I'm not gonna lie, and I went to J Cole's, and that verse is crazy. But I went back and listened to it again what with genius up and I looked at the lyrics and so because I'm like I might not be able to listen to Yachty but he had a couple bars in there where I was like oh, okay that was kind of smooth he said we don't he said uh we playing chestnut checkers we don't go uh around niggas we go well we playing checkers not chess we don't go around niggas we go over niggas and that one, that was one where I was like oh shit that was a little bar real quick. he had a couple of them on there where I was like okay he was kind of getting off but j cole yeah he's him i think but i also think what you said to them being neck and neck or him might be a little bit better than kendrick uh i'm a kendrick stan so i'm gonna say that's recency bias i'm gonna just i'm gonna just say j cole is in our face more than kendrick i don't think it's recency bias like i think you don't no i think i think it's like j cole's progression as to i think he's only gotten better like rap wise since I first started liking Cole and Kendrick, because it was around the same time. Like, it definitely was. And I'm not saying Kendrick hasn't also gotten better, but maybe, okay, okay, okay. actually, actually, maybe it is because he puts out more product. Maybe it is. But J. Cole has given me too many verses for me not to say, like, he's 
He might smoke this nigga Kendrick. Like he really might smoke this nigga Kendrick. I don't know. Like, okay. What's your favorite? What's your favorite J. Cole song? Just for bars. If you just like this is my favorite J. Cole song, bars wise. Which one is it for you? Um I feel like I always motivate, always comes back up in my like Serato on KOD. Like that one, I feel like his flow on there was really crazy. He was getting in in and out of his pockets really fast. Um, and another one, I'd probably say Snow in the Bluff. I really like that song. It's another one where I feel like the beat is super simple. So you get to sit there and focus on what he's saying. Um, I'd probably say those are the two I could think of right now. Maybe off the last album, Punching the Clock was one. Um, Hunger on the Hillside. I just, I learned, but okay. okay. What is, what's your favorite Kendrick's song for just bars? Um, either the Control Freestyle, You Can't Beat That, or um, King Kunta. Like, I think people be missing all the bars in King Kunta. He be getting off in that. Like, that's probably my favorite. I would say, um, I think it's Dying of Thirst, or is this, is it Dying of Thirst? Or is it? Sing about Sits. me, I'm dying of thirst. Yeah, right. that one. That's twelve minutes of bars. Or, um, well, I'll get to the the two I'm gonna give you in a second. But that one for one, and then uh, the the album freestyle by J Cole over the uh, the Biggie, the uh, over the Uchi Wally beat. That one that was crazy. But nah, I'm not gonna let you have that because they went. They did the Black Friday freestyle. They did the Black Friday freestyle and Kendrick won. So I think it's over. <laughs> it's over from that. <laughs> yes. Yes. They switched, they switched each other's best beat. And then who who got washed? He got washed. That was at the time. He got I washed. I, I hear you though. I hear you though. I hear you though. But yeah, I agree with you. I think J. Cole is probably one of the greatest of all time. And I'm just arguing for the sake of arguing because I do agree with you. I think he has like stepped it up. I'm not gonna lie. But did you see the J I don't I don't I'm gonna ask you if you've seen this because I don't know if it was real, the uh NBA Youngboy response. Did you see that? See, I didn't even when you just said that, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't hear about that. Okay, so one of the bars one of the bars in there was um allegedly pointed at NBA young boy, but it was actually at somebody. I saw the rap nerds arguing about it on Twitter, but then I saw a video that was supposed to be the response uh, from NBA young boy. He put a song out the next day or something like that, but I got to find it. I'm going to find it and send it to you. But I thought it was crazy because it was obvious NBA young boy fashion. Uh, it was just like the most disrespectful shit I'd ever heard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the the rap world is very interesting. We're not. I'm not even gonna get into it if you've ever seen it. But we'll talk about it next week. I'll send it to you then. Last project, Bia really her deluxe. This might have been my most listened to new project of the weekend. Did you hear this? I didn't even know it came out. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of stuck on the that. Okay. Georgia's okay. In a choke for a lot of you talk about it, though. 
Okay, you didn't know she dropped the really her deluxe. I'm gonna tell you who her features were. Um, so the initial project was the one we we talked about it on here a couple a little while ago. So she had Juicy J, Swiss Beats, J Cole on there, and then Timberland. This one she had Tian Wayne, who's a UK rapper, Fabio Foreign, uh, Sfera Ibasta, who I think is from uh, where is he from, bro? He is from, I oh Italy. He's from Italy. I think he's an Italy drill artist. Luciano. This is their third uh, song, Luciano and Bia. Uh, pa Pasalau, who is a UK and he's an he's an African immigrant, but he lives in the UK. Odumodubak is also on this project, and then uh, Yaisel LM and Gigs. So she had like. It was a nice little lineup. And the Odumodu song is fire. I love that song. But we got to start putting some more respect on B and name, bro. I think she's the best female rapper right now. Like, no bullshit. She gave us a one of those Dembo Dominican songs like I asked for. She heard it. She's watching the pod. She must be <laughs> watching the pod. She heard me say it. But this, bro, Bia is the best female rapper out right now. This project is so crazy, bro. You got to go check it out. I will go check it out. I won't let you say she's the best out because I'm. There's still a lot of like I think about there, but she's way no 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 no. She's way better she's than Lotto. Let, huh? She's way and then, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why too. She has a song on here. The first oh there goes this. There goes this. But the first song that she put on the deluxe, raise the stakes. She's rap. I realized I'm like bro. This is the flow that all the female rappers are using right now. And it's her flow. It's her flow. They really are stealing her flow. They're stealing her flow. And we'll see who got a better project. Go listen to this and tell me if it's better or worse than Lotto's last project. I'll listen to it and I'll let you know. I definitely want to hear that song with Tian Wayne, though, because he's, he's real. I'm best with Tian Wayne. Yeah, he got off. Yeah, he got off. Yeah, he's a he's got a uh, Odumodu has a on the radar freestyle coming out pretty oh, really? soon. Yeah, and then his project is coming out pretty soon too. I think his I think the lineup of artists on his projects are going to be crazy. I'm interested to see what he does with Wale. I think that's going to be pretty fire. But yeah, bro, there's a lot of new music out, a lot of good music. If you had to pick one song to share with the people, what would it be for this week? Yeah. Um, I would probably say I would go off of that YG and Tiger project. I really want people to go listen to that Buster Rhymes verse. Um, what was that song called? Uh, it was called Big One, Tiger and YG. Um, I was really messing with this Tiger and YG project. I honestly want to go listen to it again. It's probably what I'm going to be listening to while I work today. But um, I really think he got off. And like you said, Tiger, people don't put respect on his band. I just feel like he's one of those, like, he's just corny. He, he just seems kind of just corny. I think that's what it is. And people people just like to hate on corny people. It's kind of like the Will Smith thing, the Nick Cannon thing. If you're corny, people don't like you. So still go listen to this song yeah. big one i get yg buster on 
There's another project I want to talk about next week. It's by this guy named, I don't know if it's Feed or Fied. He's, he's a reggaeton artist. But the um, he has a song on there with Sean Paul, which I really like. And Sean Paul is singing in Spanish, which I thought was interesting because I've never heard that before. But that's going to be my song for the week. Uh, Nina Bonita by Fied or Feed and Sean Paul. That project was really good, but I'll get into it next week. Um, next week is going to be interesting, though. We got Thames dropping on Friday. Benson okay. drops on Friday. Um, so those two will probably be at the top of the docket, if we're being honest, because I've been waiting on this Benson project. There's this guy on Twitter that I talk to about Afrobeats, a lot of stuff, and he swears Ruger is better than Benson. I don't believe it. So I'll be talking to you next week. You know what I'm saying? I know you watch this sometimes, so. All right, man. This is a good episode. 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Quick. I feel like we're getting through these, bro. It's working. It's working. We we, we putting the work in. You know what I'm saying? Um, Y'all have a good weekend. You know what I mean? This is a good episode. Go like, subscribe, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Go watch an old episode. We got, cause we got, we got a catalog now. We got 25 episodes of content y'all can go watch. You know what I'm saying? Spend the whole weekend with your family, with your girl. Watch the R&R podcast with your girl. But yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Right.